welcome back to the One Globe 360 podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Joanna Wilson. Joanna has an online tutoring business called Just Work Tutoring, and with her tutoring, YouTube channel, and social media, she promotes positivity, a good mindset, and a strong work ethic. Joanna and her boyfriend Tom recently went travelling before it was cut short due to the coronavirus. Their account, their travel account, Tom J, Tom J Travels, is travel goals and shows their 10 weeks of travelling to India, Sri Lanka and Thailand. So today we're going to have a, a chat about travel and positivity. So the first question um, that I've got for you is, has travelling impacted your mental health in a positive way? And in your opinion, what are the benefits of travelling with regards to mental health and mindset? Okay, cool. So yeah, I think that traveling has been extremely just awesome for my mental health. As you said in the wonderful intro, I've got a really, really strong work ethic. I would would go as far as saying I'm a bit of a control freak. Um, and for me, traveling was really, really good for sort of resting those um, testing I would say resting and testing those sort of chill out muscles yeah <laughs> um it really sort of taught me and supported me in being able to go with the flow to chill out a little bit that it's okay if not everything's planned to an absolute T because yeah. that I think that's very much why I promote and I did do lots and lots of planning before we went traveling but when we got there it was so nice to just sort of relax just to say, oh, you know what, let's stay here another two nights because it's really nice here. Oh, actually, yeah. we don't like it here. Let's move on tomorrow. That sort of stuff was just completely unknown to me. And it was something that I really, really worked on and was good for my mental health whilst I was traveling. Another thing um, mental health related for me when traveling was my relationship with sort of nutrition, fitness, food. Mm -hmm. Um, I went through a period of around six years obsessively tracking everything that I ate mm -hmm. um, and it was really really detrimental to my mental health like I say it was it was very obsessive time it was a time where I didn't really enjoy what I looked like my self-image that sort of stuff and I decided that before I went traveling I was actually not going to track I was just going to eat what I wanted to eat which I mean, if you've travelled anywhere in Asia, particularly Thailand, you know the 7-Eleven Toasties are where it's yeah. at. <laughs> so it'd be a toasty a day at least. And just generally just really, really listening to my body. We did loads of walking. We trained a couple of times. There were times where we thought, oh, you know what, should we go to the gym today? Mm -hmm. Or should we go for a run today? But it was very, very spontaneous listening to my body, just giving myself a rest and actually... It was a game changer for me mentally. Yeah. I actually ended up losing about half a stone, even though I'd technically been unhealthy, whatever that means. Yeah. So I'd not really worked out, I'd not really eaten or watched what I was eating, and I'd actually lost half a stone when we were travelling for ten weeks. Yeah. And just felt amazing. Yeah, when I came back. So yeah. that's something that was really, really positive for me mental health wise. I feel like I feel like we had very similar experiences because when I went travelling my gap year I think we've got probably similar mindsets in the, in the fact that, especially with like my academic sort of side in school, university, I'm quite like, you know, I've planned everything out. I tried to be organized. I tried to, you know, sort things out ahead. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, which at times is annoying. I find it quite annoying because I just wish I'd relax about a few things. Um, so the traveling for me really allowed me to just like go with the flow. 
you know, <laughs> like if we're, we're here one day, here the other, that's fine. Um, so I've, I really sort of agree with you with that and resonate with that. Um, for I also sure. think if you plan too much, you sort of lose the spontaneity of mm-hmm. it. You for actually, sure. it's yeah. like planning to an extent, but also if you go somewhere and you've made some good friends and you want to stay with them or you want to travel together or you want to book the same accommodation the next place that you go being that sort of regimented planner and planning sort of two weeks in advance doesn't actually work yeah Uh, so having that flexibility i found was really really useful in terms of enjoying the time when traveling but like you Mm -hmm. say just learning to chill out a little yeah. bit <laughs> yeah. and can you talk to me a little bit about the message well the messages that you try to put across through the content that you create so i know you do youtube you've got your instagram everything with your, your tutoring business about positivity overcoming challenges can you just talk me through all these messages that you try and put across yeah i think i mean my my personal brand is sort of anything is possible if you just work i am massive i'm a massive advocate of like nothing worth having comes easy you've got yep. to put the work in but equally happiness is also paramount keeping healthy mm-hmm. both mentally physically being happy whilst pushing yourself to achieve goals and challenges is something that i'm just really keen about so i do that through organization productivity i'm into my fitness but i also don't preach to be a fitness guru <laughs> either i just sort of do what i enjoy yeah um, and I think one one element that like quite a lot of people give me feedback on with sort of my messages is just that I'm really real and that's mm-hmm. why I try to be and I know that sort of the whole um, like Niall's catch line is train smart, keep it real, like just honestly keeping it real, keeping it up and being honest, not everyone has 100% days 100% of the time but yeah. if you're trying every single day you're putting in the work every single day if you're trying mm-hmm. to make progress then you will make progress and I think yeah. that's sort of the message that I want to put across that you you can have whatever you dream of it, it's going to take work yeah and it's, it's going to be stuff that you've got to do in order to get there but it can come and you can be happy mm-hmm. whilst doing it as well. yeah awesome so in terms of I'm just going to go on to a few questions about the traveling that you've done recently so yeah, yeah, no what worries. was what was your experience like traveling to india um and where would you say was your favorite place that you visited in india so i would say when we went to india we were literally like rabbits in headlights we just <laughs> didn't know what we'd got ourselves in for um, and we'd only we'd only got two weeks there and we'd booked somewhere to stay when we first arrived in Delhi. And mm-hmm. anyway, whether this was the truth, whether I do actually believe it was the truth, because when we got there, um, there was riots going on in Delhi. Oh, my goodness. So the place where we jumped in a taxi, which, again, it's, it's all a bit bizarre. It's, you don't know yeah. what's a legit taxi, what's not a legit taxi. Yeah. Like it's, it's all a bit random. Anyway, got in a car um, in a taxi with this guy and basically gave him the address for our accommodation. And when we got to the end of what was supposed to be that road, it mm-hmm. was all cornered off. Oh so he gosh. tried to ring them and they basically said they were shut, like the police yeah. had cordoned off um, and there were riots going on. We then, he then took us to a travel agent, which 
there's so many people that might kick back at this being like you got ripped off like you should never go to travel agents in india this that and the other yeah you're probably right yes we did spend significantly more money than we'd have hoped Mm -hmm. however we essentially got them to plan our entire trip they booked all the accommodation we had a driver for the entire two weeks that oh, we were awesome. in India, which was just a game changer, yeah. Yeah. And um, for what was, I think it worked out, I think it worked out about £50 a day each. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, in my, I, it was, I, I'd like to say now it was, we were all, it was almost like a two-week holiday in India rather than yeah. that travel. We weren't getting any public transport. We weren't really staying in hostels, things mm-hmm. like that. It was, yeah. it was more of a bit of a holiday to just get us started. But for yeah. me, what was £50 a day each, it included all of our accommodation. Each accommodation had breakfast available. So one of our yeah. meals was cleared every day. And then the driver, he was alleged we got, we had a really good relationship with him and yeah. he drove us literally across India. There was times where we were in the car for like five hours. Yeah. All of that stuff was safe every day. Mm-hmm. He knew the people, he knew the restaurants, he knew the best places. We were happy with it. Yeah. yeah. I think lots of different people have had different experiences, but for us as well, two weeks just wasn't long enough yeah. to be faffing around trying to sort ourselves out. So that's what we did. We were really happy with it. I loved it. We did Rajasthan. That's where we spent most of our time. Yeah. And one of my favourite places. Because I was looking up on your Instagram and I could like yeah. see all the... Because I went to India as well. And I think I did the exact sort of same sort of route. Right. I started in Delhi, yeah. Agra, Jaipur, Udaipur, Pushka, Mumbai, Goa. Yeah. I think that's the same, yeah, right? That is Similar. exactly what we did. Goa was just special yeah but again that was more like a holiday we (laughs) literally like five nights and it was just amazing and it's just like it's mental when you're there because everything's so cheap Mm -hmm. you just you're almost like on this luxurious holiday and then you you go and eat dinner on an evening and it's like seven pounds yeah a starter main and two drinks and you're like yeah what on earth like it's, it's mental but yeah i loved rajasthan i loved i think udaipur was one of my favorite places yeah that's uh, the one with all the lakes mm-hmm. and we went to the palace on top of the hill that was really really nice i yeah. enjoyed it there yeah udaipur was awesome they call it like the venice of the east because like the lakes yeah. are just gorgeous yeah. they're so yeah i absolutely loved india i think it was just they were so welcoming the people in india were so welcoming they were so friendly. They always wanted to sort of like get to know you and like where you're from and that sort of thing. So yeah, beautiful country. I'd love to go back. Like like you said, I just did Rajasthan. So I'd love to sort of do more of the South as well. Um, the guy but... that we spoke to in India said you could go to India for two months of the year for the rest of your life and you still wouldn't see it all. Yeah, That's exactly. I, yeah. didn't, I know I sound really naive by saying this, but I just had no idea how big India was. <laughs> yeah. It is huge. Like literally, we just scratched the surface, mm-hmm. and we yeah. could have, we could have that trip that we crammed into two weeks could have easily been four mm-hmm. without even going anywhere else. Yeah, yeah we, we really, really scratched the surface. But yeah, I loved it. I completely agree with the people. Everyone's just so welcoming, friendly. Yeah, they love to talk to you. They love to. <laughs> yeah. The kids love to practice their English. Like it's just incredible. Yeah awesome place sorry yeah see if what we had with the car actually was just the 
I loved just sitting and looking out the window. Yeah, me too. Like the, the driving through the places, people would wave in the car and um if you've never been to India either, the cows, that's just a, <laughs> yeah. that's just an experience. Like yeah. like that this cows everywhere, but just literally had such an awesome time there. Would definitely want to go back. Definitely. And in terms of um you went to Sri Lanka as well, I believe. Talk to me a little bit about. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Talk to me a little bit about um, Sri Lanka and your experiences and your recommendations for Sri Lanka. Where to go? What to do? So Sri Lanka was like it's hard to say what my favorite is, but I loved Sri Lanka, and it was complete polar opposite to India in terms mm-hmm. of size. Yeah, like we did pretty much the whole of Sri Lanka we spent three weeks there yeah and you can drive across the entire country in about six hours like <laughs> yeah. that's how small yeah, it small is yeah small it is yeah um, so we flew into Colombo and we got there really really late actually and just spent one night just in a hotel and then we got the bus to Trincomalee which is mm-hmm. up and east I'm trying to yeah. work out my <laughs> north east, up and east so we went right to the east coast to begin with first thing i would say is the east coast and the sort of south slash west coast mm-hmm. different weather patterns so it wasn't the best weather on the east coast mm-hmm. it was a lot nicer on the south coast yeah uh, and it wasn't season there because of that but we actually really enjoyed that because it was just quite quiet and nice and we got to yeah we just got to do a lot of walking around um the buses in Sri Lanka are amazing they're so cheap and they're just if you want a culture experience you need to use buses in Sri Lanka like (laughs) they're just amazing like literally they're, they're not aircon, they're nothing like that. You will get sweaty, you will yeah. be crammed in between lots of Sri Lankans, but in terms of like seeing the country and in terms of experiencing what it's like to mm-hmm. sort of live in the country, the buses are amazing. Um, so we went down the East Coast and did a couple of nights in a couple of places down the East Coast, which was brilliant. We then went across to Sigaria, which is mm-hmm. where the big rock is. The rock, yeah. Um, and you can climb that. Now, one thing it's it's about 30 pounds each to climb mm-hmm. the rock which is pretty extortionate compared to everything else that's there yeah and um, there is we did climb cigaria but there is a rock in the same place called lion's head i think something to do with yeah the lion. i think it's lion's head yeah. Free. yeah um so i would recommend if you don't want to spend the money on climbing the rock it's obviously 25 yeah. pound each then you can do the lion's head one and then get a view of Sigaria Rock. That's really nice. One thing about Sigaria, there's nothing else to do there apart from climb the rock. Climb the rock, yeah. So so we got there, we did it at about four or five o'clock. We slept and then we left straight away the next morning um, to Candy. Mm -hmm. And we did Candy and then Ella. So the the Candy to Ella train route is the classic the classics so you got the shot train. out of the train right you know you can like stand out and yeah yeah yeah, yeah my parents were not happy about that they were like why are you <laughs> yeah. hanging out the side of a train <laughs> don't worry it only moves about 10 miles an hour um so that's beautiful candy is a lot more civilized it's a bit more of a bigger city there's a big mm-hmm. lake at the top yeah. that you can walk around 
and there's quite a few things to do there they've got a giant um buddha on top of mm-hmm. a hill that you can go up and visit and yeah. then the, the train ride is seriously special yeah. one thing i would say is there's lots of you can get first class tickets second class tickets third class tickets there's sort of speculation about what you which tickets you want and how much yeah. they cost and everything mm-hmm. like that yeah and you've got to book so far in advance and everything one thing that i will say we got unreserved second class tickets on the day and they were about two pounds each seriously for yeah. like an eight hour train journey That's insane. and yeah. then there's people that like they try and get money off of you to mm-hmm. help you get a seat yeah because if you're unreserved then there's a chance that you might be stood up wouldn't recommend like giving anyone else your money mm-hmm. just be ready just get on the train and just sit down yeah like, that's what we did and it was absolutely fine and then we went over to ella ella is beautiful so scenic like lots of brilliant walks and things to do there Mm -hmm. and then we spent about a week on the south coast after that and that was beautiful too so definitely you only need about three weeks three four weeks to do the whole sri lanka yeah and again it's now to go back i just want to go back everywhere that's my problem whenever i visit (laughs) somewhere once in a while i want to come back that's literally me as well literally and then so I saw you also went to Thailand. So that was, you are in Thailand before you came home, right? Because of the coronavirus. So yeah. did you, how much of Thailand did you get to, to experience and visit? We did actually see pretty much everything in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, the sort of route that we did, we went straight to Koh Tao, mm-hmm. which is one of the East Coast islands. Yeah. And we just fell in love with Kotal. We spent, we were supposed to spend like two nights there and we spent a week. <laughs> we spent a week there. Um, we did our open water diving course mm-hmm. there. So awesome. we both got our paddy certificate, which was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and then we went to Koh Samui, which is the next one down. That's my favourite island by far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. Awesome. Did you love yeah. Koh Samui? Yeah, Koh Samui is awesome. I only... Because I did a tour when I went to Thailand, so I didn't get to do everything. So the only yeah. island I went to was Koh Samui. Um, so I suppose I can't really say it's my favourite until I visit, like, all the other ones. But it was awesome. And we were there for um, for Songkran as well, which is the Thai New Year. So there was this, yeah. like, massive water fight, like, celebration all over the island. It was awesome. It was really cool. But I really want to visit, like, Koh Tao, Koh Phan Yang as well. I think it's another island um, as well. So, yeah, awesome place yeah so we we skipped Kopanyang and then we went back which for the full moon uh-huh oh uh, awesome yeah it was technically cancelled but it wasn't really cancelled <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it actually worked out better for us but because it was cancelled um they weren't allowed to sell tickets so it was free. right okay um, yeah so that actually worked out in our favor but yeah we went from Kosamui down to Krabi mm-hmm. yeah spent about four nights in Krabi and then we went on to Kolanta, mm-hmm. which is down another island off the yeah. south coast. Mm-hmm. We did a day trip to some other islands, and then we also did a day trip to PP. We didn't we didn't stay on PP, but we just went there for the day, and that mm-hmm. was really nice. And then we went back up for the full moon before we went to Bangkok for a couple of nights, and then yeah. up in the north. And then when we were up north, we were due to go to Vietnam and they shut their borders. Yeah. So then we booked flights to Malaysia and then they shut their borders. Oh, so God. then we just were left in no man's land a little bit and decided yeah. that it was time to come home. Come home, yeah. 
so that and that actually leads on to one of my next questions actually what is what are your plans for traveling in the future would you like to finish the trip that you started and go to all those countries that you'd originally planned to do yes i would absolutely love to i am actually starting a full-time job in november so this was like why we were traveling this year yeah. <laughs> this year because i'm obviously going to start a full-time job so what i do see myself doing is just i'll, I'll obviously be starting work i'll only get mm-hmm. like four or five weeks holiday a year yeah potentially in two or three years time mm-hmm. um taking some time out again and yeah. like i think that we've both spoke about even doing it for a bit longer next time but yeah. once we're obviously both in a bit more of a financially secure mm-hmm. situation we've done some saving and basically going for like at least a year maybe yeah. a bit longer that'd be awesome yeah. where like what's on your bucket list what what countries are you like absolutely dying to visit and what activities as well because i talk to people a lot about skydiving scuba diving that sort of thing what what would you say is on your bucket list in terms of countries and activities so we were due to go to vietnam bali australia mm-hmm. and new zealand now i've yeah. been to bali mm-hmm. um but it's tom's dream play tom's not been bali i went is, a couple of years ago yeah, on my own on a volunteering awesome. trip yeah yeah so Tom is desperate and I'm sort of desperate to go with him because he wants to go so much. So mm-hmm. I think that would definitely be one that we can potentially do as a holiday yeah. um, over the next couple of years. And the Philippines as well is somewhere mm-hmm. where I think potentially doing a big holiday would be really, really good. Yeah. Sort of, I think we wanted to do skydiving in Australia. That was one that was like definitely in the plan. Yeah. Uh, Tom would do anything and everything. Tom's a bit more <laughs> of adrenaline junkie than yeah. I am. I just have to be persuaded into doing stuff. That's but the yeah, same definitely as me. skydiving. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And one thing we really wanted to do in New Zealand was get like a motorhome mm-hmm. and drive drive, like, drive the islands. Yeah. yeah. Um so that's definitely in the plan. I think as well, um it's not that again, this is more of a holiday rather than a sort of travelling experience. Mm-hmm. I wanted I want to do some bits in America. Yeah. I, I've only been I've been to New York a couple of times, but I went to Florida when I was about five, and I've not been back since. Yeah, and I'd love to do that potentially with family again, mm-hmm. and maybe do two or three weeks in either Florida or Orlando or somewhere like that yeah. where we can do like the theme parks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm desperate to go back to Disney, even though I'm 22 now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like like you say about New Zealand. Um, I because I I'm really lucky my gap year was last year before I've just finished my first year at uni so I had my gap year last year and um I managed to get you know as much traveling as I could in so that's why I feel awful for people who've been on gap year sort of this year while I've been at uni because it's obviously been cut short and obviously for you traveling as well so I managed to go to New Zealand for a month which was awesome and I did a, I did a tour so I did a tour so I didn't do the whole sort of driving around which is what which you said you'd like to do which what I'd love to go back and do um but yeah, New Zealand is incredible. It's such a cool country. It's very similar to the UK, but I would say it's like a better version, if you know what I mean. It's just like a very much like a chilled lifestyle. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, there's so much to see and do. There's so many places where, if you like, if you've got sort of like the bug for like adrenaline, um, there are so many things to do in like Queenstown. Um, it's awesome. So yeah, it's such an awesome place. So still, lo- uh, sorry, still linking on to traveling. 
what would you say to someone who wants to go traveling has a massive like desire to go traveling but it's being held back by a fear or a lack of self-confidence um i would say potentially book on to tours similar to some stuff that you did yeah i think that's um a really really solid way to either start your travels mm-hmm. to just build up that confidence a little bit and particularly for people at home i know that if you're not really confident yourself in going then you might have a mom or dad or someone at home that's quite worried for you yeah. too so i think if you've got something to go to mm-hmm. if you've got something booked yeah. and a bit of a tour planned out like i say i'm I'm not one for planning the entire three-month trip mm-hmm. or six-month trip before yeah. you go. Yeah. But if you've sort of got something to do when you first get there, mm-hmm. I think that can really, really help you settle into it Yeah, quite well. Yeah. Um, and then I think about the question, like, would you want to do it with someone else? Um, I know that some people's confidence comes from, like, solo travelling. Is there anyone in yeah. your life that you could see yourself traveling with. Um, obviously me and Tom went traveling together and it, and it was brilliant. I know people that have done it with friends and again, had a great time. I know people that have done it with friends and it hasn't been so successful. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. about whether there is anyone that you could see yourself spending a prolonged period of time with mm-hmm. under quite intense circumstances. Yeah. Cause that can really, really support you if you've got sort of someone to go out there with, but just, I'm just a massive person for pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. I yeah. I don't know anyone. Oh, They've been a little bit. Sorry, I couldn't hear you for like two seconds. You're all good. <laughs> got me. Yeah. yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I don't know anyone who has been apprehensive about traveling and then come back and said oh I wish I hadn't have done that yeah <laughs> like there is nobody I've met that wished they hadn't, hadn't done the gone. traveling that they did yeah yeah it's, it's funny you say about pushing yourself outside your comfort zone because that's the message I'm really trying to promote with One Globe 360 the brand that I'm I'm trying to sort of grow is that you don't grow inside your comfort zone only outside of it and if you just push yourself and that's why I'm trying to use travel as that sort of facilitator for that um and just yeah. saying yes to more things like when I was traveling I just tried to say yes to things that I might not have said yes to in the past. And even if I felt a bit nervous or a bit uncomfortable doing, you know, whatever activity it might have been, um, I said yes more. And as a result of that, I got to do so many more incredible experiences uh, and opportunities. Um, So that's something that I would say to people is just if you're going to go traveling, you're going to commit to it when you're there, push yourself and try new things talk to people like you know talk to the locals because that's when you get that full sort of enriching experience um which i'm sure you got you know visiting those incredible countries they yeah india for me like i said i say yes too much (laughs) (laughs) i can't say no to people (laughs) it is so good just to say yes and you know so many opportunities and stuff have come from me saying yes and just putting yourself out there um so yeah, I totally, totally agree. Um, and in terms of, we'll talk, let's talk about YouTube for a little bit. So you've got your YouTube channel and yeah. you uploaded some like travel videos when you were traveling. What are your plans for YouTube in general? Not just travel, but just YouTube in general. Um, so I've got sort of my personal YouTube channel and then we have started the Tom J Travels one mm-hmm. is there. So that's gonna be sort of the travel centric videos. With my yeah. personal YouTube channel, I think, 
just growing my brand, just getting my name out there a bit more to for people to see what I'm all about. And then just generally being in line with engaging, motivating, entertaining content that I think sort of the the whole family's putting out there. I just want to stay in line with that and just make people uh, do something that they might not have done, work Mm -hmm. for something that they might not have done and just put a smile on their face, essentially. Yeah, that's what's so good about your channel, Niall's channel, like you as a whole family is, you just have positivity in all your videos and you are just having fun all the time. I think that's what people really like so much. It's just, you know, you're a tight knit family, you're having you're having fun, you're creating like entertaining videos, entertaining content, but also positivity is that underlying message all the time. It's yeah. just to like stay positive, like good mindset, that sort of thing. So I think that's why, you know, your channel Niall's channel have like really grown recently I've been watching like your videos um and I think that's why and I think your brand of just work you know and just like put 100% into it is you know what everyone should be really trying to do especially in times of you know the pandemic and everything where mental health people's mental health you know could have taken a hit um just staying positive um is just the thing to try and do just work doesn't have to be related to like study or Mm -hmm. working or building a business or whatever it can be just working on yourself yeah yeah, definitely yeah being inspired just working on your fitness just working on pushing yourself out your comfort zone like Mm -hmm. you said yeah it it definitely tick all of the different boxes whatever it is that you personally want to develop Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's what it's all about and it, yeah. it very much relates to what you've been saying about saying yes and traveling and everything like that we, we can work on ourselves we can work on the things that we're doing to mm-hmm. push ourselves out of our comfort zone a little bit and to focus on what makes us happy what drives us and yeah. developing people definitely and yeah for sure that's that's the message i'm trying to sort of promote out there like like i said through travel is just trying to be positive and um yeah step outside your comfort zone really so the last question i have is have you got any funny or like bizarre travel stories so during the traveling you've done so far anything stand out there that you just like is a memorable story that you've sort of told everyone when you came home oh i need to tell you the monkey story i have to (laughs) tell you the monkey story um, it was in India and it was in Jaipur actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we had been to visit also again, don't advocate this. I hadn't had my rabies jab before uh-huh. going yeah. to India. Which again I'm not promoting not having your rabies jab. I physically just messed up all my timings. I was working away from home at the mm-hmm. time as well. Yeah. So I could do my three shots and at the doctors and all stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so we were in Jaipur and we'd been to visit this, te- I believe it was a temple, mm-hmm. um, and our driver said, oh, if you go up there, there's a really nice viewpoint. Yeah. So it's very, very steep steps, but again, you're used to it, are you? There's lots of viewpoints and stuff when yeah. you're traveling. Mm-hmm. We started climbing these steps and there was monkeys at the top, which it that's it's a normal thing when you're in a mm-hmm. place like India, isn't it? There's, yeah, there's monkeys it is. pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And then halfway up these stairs, we we decided I was a little bit apprehensive, and there was actually a different way that you could go. Mm-hmm. It was slightly longer; it was more like a winding path to the top rather than going up the stairs. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, let's go this way," um, rather than going up past the monkeys. Yeah, that's fine. And it was 
when we did it, it was significantly longer. <laughs> so by the time we got to the top, we were like blowing. It was really, really tough. And I just being all hard, I was like, nah, you know what? Screw it. We're walking past the monkeys. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go down the really long way. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do to us sort of thing? Yeah. So we headed down towards these steps. And just before we got there, there were two, um, there were two little boys and they were holding back. Mm-hmm. And we were like, why are they holding back? And they yeah. basically said, whether they understood our English or not, but it just made me laugh so much. We were basically like, do the monkeys bite? Like, that's what we said mm-hmm. to these boys. And they were both yeah. like, yes. Oh, my <laughs> we goodness. Like, oh, great. But again, they were they were Indian. I don't know whether they even understood what they were saying. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we got down to the bit where we sort of had to pass them. And the stairs had a, r- a metal railing in the middle. Mm-hmm. So there was a wall where those three monkeys sat and then the stairs. So anyway, Tom said, right, I'll go first. He said, don't even make eye contact with them. Just yeah, walk. Just walk, just walk yeah. straight past them. And I actually didn't think at the time because obviously he went first. That was great. But mm-hmm. then I was then the closest person to the monkeys as yeah. we got past them. So we walked straight past and... Um, we, we we were going down the stairs and then I just heard this like yeah like tapping and then yeah. on the metal railing and then behind oh my goodness the step down the stairs and essentially this monkey just <laughs> this monkey just jumped up and all it did it put both of its paws on my bum mm-hmm. and actually thinking about it now because we'd had a lot of different experiences with monkeys afterwards we'd only been there about five days at this mm-hmm. point yeah. Um, Tom had a water bottle in his hand, so whether it was going for that, maybe not sure. But anyway, just yeah. put both of its paws on my bum cheeks, at which point I literally screamed. Yeah. And it wasn't like a girly scream. It was like a <laughs> petrified yeah. from the pit of my tummock, stomach, like, scream. I was like, <sighs> Anyway, I think I must have shocked it. Yeah. So then it jumped off. It then touched the side of my leg again, and... um if you speak to anyone about monkeys or if you've seen any videos or anything, the worst thing you can do is smile at them because they actually think that showing their teeth is a sign of aggression mm-hmm. to monkeys. Yeah. So it literally went, like, hissed us both. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to kick it. I didn't know whether to run. Yeah. I didn't know whether to stand still. I literally just didn't know what to do. Tom was like, stand still. There were people down at the bottom like, it's okay, like, stay calm. Just, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Anyway, thankfully, this monkey, like, ran off downstairs. Um, But I was shaking, like, adrenaline yeah. is a thing. I literally immediately started shaking. We were then in yeah. the middle of these stairs, and there were, the, the monkey that had jumped up at me was at the bottom, mm-hmm. and there were other monkeys at the top. And I was yeah. like, well, what are we going to do? And Tom was like, we can't just stand here for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I had to like, compose myself and we had to walk back past it and it was fine. But it was literally terrifying. Honestly, yeah. I people think monkeys are really, really cute, but they are not. Uh, yeah. I Particularly completely in civilised situations. They know what to do. They know humans have got food and water. They know yeah. they can interrogate them and they're just terrifying. So yeah, yeah that's my story. I completely agree. I have always had that sort of like, oh, monkeys are really cute, that sort of thing. And then ever since I've been traveling, like India, Bali, Thailand, when they've all had monkeys, um, I've just been terrified, absolutely terrified. And in, in, in India, it's probably the worst because I did some of these sort of treks. We did like a sunrise trek in Pushkar up to this viewpoint. 
And um, when we got there, there were so many monkeys and instantly it, it puts me on edge because I don't know what it is, but it, you just yeah, know that. that... Being, um, was that to the, to the temple? Temple at the top, at the top of, the... of Pushkar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, how many monkeys are there? Yeah, yeah, it absolutely terrified me. Because, because I didn't want the monkeys. And then when we got there, it was horrendous. However, that was a really interesting one because they're all over... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't go in the temple. Yeah, no, they don't. It's like, yeah. It's like the doorway of the temple is just mm-hmm. a barrier. Yeah. You just don't pass it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't enjoy that. I no, didn't enjoy it's... that either. It was just after the Jaipur incident as well. So, yeah, it it just puts me on edge. I don't know what it is, but I just don't want them to jump on me or that sort of thing. And Bali, there were so many as well. So I was like, I wanted to go to the monkey forest in Bali, but I, I just couldn't. I was like, it's full of monkeys. I've seen videos of them sort of taking your staff jumping up on you and I thought I'm not going to be able to deal with that you know and you have to stay calm and I don't trust myself to stay calm because I would have done exactly what you did I would have screamed I would have been panicked so they are little yeah (laughs) they are yeah when there was a time in Thailand when um did you have you been to Thailand yeah 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 I've been to Thailand yeah went to the crabby the viewpoint the really mm-hmm. the one that's got like two thousand steps okay there? no no i didn't go there no it was like two maybe it's not two thousand maybe it's like one thousand five hundred but basically steps to this mm-hmm. viewpoint yeah same thing literally a monkey ripped a backpack off a grown man oh like took his backpack off yeah opened the zip took out two bottles of water they're and a bag of crisps they're so bag. clever they just know what to do, don't they? And it was literally, like, horrendous. I just, no. Yeah. Monkeys have a good experience yeah. in Asia. No, I, it's funny you say that because I am exactly the same. I really have this fear of monkeys, and no one else seems to really understand. When I've, like, been travelling, they've all been fine, but I just have this fear. Well, <laughs> like, get your rabies jab, people. Yeah. Because I would have been in disaster if that monkey would have even scratched me by touching me. Like, yeah. It was funny actually though afterwards our driver thought it was um it was good luck apparently. So oh really? He's like, oh. Did he bite you? I was like, No. Did he scratch you? I was like, No. And he was like, Good and then he was like, Did he just touch you? And I was like, Yeah and he was like, Very good, very good. <laughs> good luck if monkey touches you. I was like, Right, great. Well I didn't feel like I was getting good luck. That <laughs> good morning. luck, yeah. Thought, petrified <laughs> that's the thing about about traveling though isn't it you just come across so many just new things that are sort of so different to how we live our lives here in the uk mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of it sometimes it can be quite scary but other times it's like just cool to see but yeah awesome well that's all the questions that i have today so thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you for having me i really appreciate it it's so good to just chat about like just traveling and your positivity yeah. and the mindset and everything that you're trying to promote so um yeah thank you so much